Go become an expert in the dew point system. Guys, listen it's to what I'm saying. It's a business that we can it's enjoy. It's a chance of a lifetime. It's going to jump in. We at Dewpoint really believe that this tool that we have created is our future. All right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday afternoon, we've got another public holiday coming up tomorrow. Not that any of us will notice. We will know that it's our first day in level four lockdown, but it'll feel like every other day, um, I'm sure, for the vast majority of us. But today, we're going to make it feel very special, feel different. We are here today with um, Rula Faree. He's one of our long-term wealth engineers. He's built a wonderful channel with us at Two Point. Just recently went rank 11 and got his BMW Z4. That was an awesome day, was it not? Um, and so uh, he's relatively good at this. So for those of you who struggled through the process, these sessions have been for you. And we're going to give you somebody that this afternoon that can really help you make the process a little bit easier as we talk this afternoon about the follow-up, but at the prospecting stage. What does that mean? What does it look like? And how does it help you build your channel? Take it away, Rob. Yeah, so um, you would have noticed that we decided to do a live Q&A um, with a special guest every time that follows the wealth creation process that we've outlined in many of the development seminars. So I'll bring it up for you just to remind you what that looks like. Um, so there you go. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. um, so that's the wealth creation kind of process, uh, supply chain, if you will. Uh, we've got kind of three categories to that or three aspects of that kind of journey that all our wealth engineers have to endure, uh, prospecting, connecting, and duplicating. And then we've broken it down into a further three categories for each of those categories. Um, and so we've already addressed lists, how to find people. Um, and then uh, yesterday we did the pitch. What do you say to someone when you first approach them with Dewpoint? And then today we're going to be discussing the follow-up. Um, and so what is the follow-up? The follow-up is about addressing people that typically don't show interest in the Dewpoint opportunity once you've pitched to them. Uh, and that's typically majority of the people that you're going to deal with, right? And if you are prospecting online, that's going to be an even greater number because you're going to have a lot of people dismissing you and giving you objections. And so you're faced with this, this decision, well, what do I do with these people? And that's where the follow-up comes in. And so someone who is a great proponent of the follow-up uh, is Marsha and uh, Rula Fareed. Um, and they are certainly, as Brendan said, they've just gone rank 11. So they're very experienced in this business. They've been with us from day one uh, at our Converge Awards evenings. Uh, I think for the last few years running, they have been awarded with the most profitable channel in Dewpoint. Um, and so we're going to hear from Ruloff. Go for it. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the invite. And yeah, it's a pleasure to, uh, talking to the, uh, the wealth engineers and the, and the guests that might be on here today. Uh, yeah, the follow-up is extremely important, but before I get stuck into the follow-up, what I would like to do is just uh, give you some background on something that happened to me a couple of years ago. And uh, I, I read a book, actually studied a book. Uh, it's the a book by Stephen Covey, and it's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. And I've used that as a guideline uh, within uh, my conventional business as well as my, my viewpoint business. And uh, Oh, it served me well, and I did. I think just to set the scene, I'm just going to run through those seven other habits quickly for the next uh, minute or so, and um, because I'm going to refer back to that as we actually progress into the follow-up and what it is that you need to do. Uh, when you look at the seven habits, the first one is be proactive, 
Um, and basically what it means is that, that you as the, the person that initiates the whole thing is in charge. You've got, you've got to keep that in mind. Uh, you're not in control, but you're in charge of your actions. You are in charge of what, what it is that you're going to do and how you're going to react to that. The second one is always begin with the end in mind. And that is something when in your business, everything that you do, if you have a clear vision of that end in mind, then everything that you will do, all the little baby steps that leads up to, to whatever you want to achieve will be focused on the end that you have in mind. Uh, second one is put first things first. And uh, we are actually famous when you look at, at the referral marketing, network marketing, direct marketing, whatever it might be, that we do the correct things in the wrong sequence. We have the, like a cart in front of the horse and we want to close before we actually share the business with them. So, yeah, put first things first. When you do it in the right sequence, it's just going to simplify your life so much as you, as you actually go along. Uh, then number four is think win-win. And uh, to me, that's very important is both parties must walk away from it and feel that they benefited from the whole process. Even if they said no, they must feel good about it and you must feel good about it. It's, um, uh, it's one of those where I, I hate it when people start to fight with other people because they said not now. Um, I just had a, a school friend of mine uh, half an hour ago uh, shared within the business. And unfortunately, I think my timing was wrong. Uh, they've got health issues within the household. And I think my timing was absolutely wrong. And I just said to him, keep me in mind. I'm not going to go anywhere. Uh, yeah, if you feel later on. But again, I left, left the door open and I said, would you mind if I just keep you informed as to what's happening in the business? He said, please do that. So yeah, um, think win-win. Second one is um, first seek to understand uh, before you secondly seek to be understood. And I think, uh, Brendan, this is one that's like a pet hate that, that you have or a pet uh, is where people do not use the train. They do not. We get so many questions of people saying, how do we do this online thing? And I said, did you watch the training bar? Did you watch the dev seminar? And they go like, um, uh, was there a dev seminar kind of thing? So um, you, you cannot go out there and influence people if you do not have the knowledge. So it's really important is stay on top of it, become a lifelong student. Uh, you never know enough. You can never get to the point where you say, I know everything. You can ask me anything and I actually know it. It doesn't get any easier, but you seem to handle it so much better as you actually go along. Um, then, of course, synergize. Um, Marsha, myself, with an awesome team. There are certain things that, that she's absolutely brilliant at. I hate it. Uh, when it comes to like admin stuff and little things that goes on to the group, uh, I'm not that kind of person, but, but Marsha falls that void. And between the two of us, one and what, one plus one actually gives you 10. Um, it's really, um, and, and some people might say, but I don't have a Marsha. Find a Marsha within your business. Find a person that you can team up with, people that complement those things that you're not good at. Where you're going to complement those things that they're not good at. So there's always a solution if you're open to a solution, you will find it. And then the last one is uh, sharpen the saw, uh, get better at what you're doing. And I think with COVID coming along, uh, a lot of people all of a sudden said, "Yeah, boys, now we better go out there and sharpen the saw. So really get in there and start learning new skills." I mean, I had a chat with my sister. This morning, she said, I'm still battling to do this and this. I said, where do you come from? 
I mean, this is the, the digital age. This is everything happening out there. Uh, you, can't, you can't go without it. So, yeah, with that, with that said, it's, like I said, I'm going to refer back to those, those uh, seven habits as we actually go along. We just find with the, with the follow-up, um, there, there are a couple of rules that, that I've put personally in place. And the first one of those rules is respect. I respect the person that I approach uh, for the business. And, um, and the second one is I show intent. I don't go out there like wishy-washy. Uh, you know, and I think Donnie mentioned it yesterday. Uh, You've you got to show them that you're serious about the business. And because if you think about it, you're proposing a partnership. You say to the person, come and join me in a partner partnership, and we're going to develop a business that's going to scare you. Now, if you're wishy-washy about it, I mean, nobody wants to be in a partnership like that. So you've got to show intent. You've got to show that the way that you come across that you're confident, uh, that you have absolutely 110% belief that this is the best thing since sliced bread. When you have that kind of attitude, then you're going to find that people will sit up and listen to you. When you come like wishy-washy, this is it, and I'm going to try it, see maybe I can make a couple of bucks or whatever, it's really not going to work. And even, even if you do not know, still, still show confidence because there is a, a whole support system that will actually help and assist you. Okay, so th those are just like general, general rules. Now, when it comes to the follow-up, we were blessed with a really bad memory, all of us. Because if we had a good memory, there would only be one child per household. Ask, ask all the moms that had a child, but there wouldn't be a second one. So... If I just feel that if there's a follow-up to be done, you do it within 24 hours. Don't wait like two, the, two days or three days, etc. I know some people say first follow-up within 48 hours. I don't agree with that. Uh, because people forget. I mean, first of all, what they see, they only interpret like 50% of that correctly. And then secondly, is they forget 50% of the 50% by the time you follow up in 48 hours. Which means that you basically need to respond to that. You need to reintroduce the whole concept, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel 24 hours to me, that's the turnaround time. Now, when I follow up, I don't phone or contact them or send them a WhatsApp, WhatsApp and say, okay, are you in or out? Um, I don't want a closed question where it's a yes or a no. I, I, want, I want to start a conversation. I want to start a process that I can follow through if it takes me years, then it takes me years. Now, Willy van Nikar, uh, we've been working on Willy for four years. Now, that is when a follow-up starts to work. Uh, Willy signed up a week ago, not even a week ago. He's already qualified. At this point, we're looking at taking Willy to rank two within his first month. So was it worthwhile following up? Absolutely. 110%. So... Yes, the, the follow-up is very, very important. And like I said, don't ask a close. Oh, do we look like we've lost Ruloff there? Yeah, so what was quite interesting uh, while we wait for Ruloff to uh, Reconnect. get his connection back was, you know, for me, uh, and I guess it's the way I introed the Q&A, was the follow-up was really about addressing people who you thought weren't going to join your, your channel. Right. And so totally you might think, well, I'll discard those people and I'll just carry on prospecting and finding new people. Mm -hmm. um, but what's quite interesting about what Ruloff is saying is he says you never you don't want to get that no 
from the person, right? And so you've got to be very careful about not asking a close-ended question. You don't want to pitch on the person and say, oh, did you look at the intro presentation? And they say, yeah, I'm not. And then you say to them, well, are you, do you want to join? Right? That's the close-ended question. Do you want to join? Are you in? And then they say, oh, no, thank you. Um, that's the that's the close-ended question. So, Rulof, what you were saying, what I was saying to Brian was quite interesting, is that you want to be careful of always keeping the process open. And Absolutely. so you never want to ask the close-ended question, right? Absolutely. And perhaps what a lot of people do when they prospect, especially when they're prospecting online, is they'll do some sort of pitch, and then they'll be like, okay, are you going to join now? Yeah. Then no, you're going to get a yes or no. Yeah, I don't, don't want to that. do that. Okay. Now, look, it's, 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 some people might feel, feel that it's wasting time, but I've got different levels, and I'm going to touch on that, different levels of communication and different levels of following up. I mean, in, in the beginning, uh, you're going to be there and you would like to see a, a positive result. But then you go into phase two of communication, which is like uh, a week later, two months later, et cetera, et cetera, which is a much lower key, but you keep the door open. Uh, circumstances change overnight. I mean, just look what COVID did to us in, in five months. I mean, nobody predicted that. Uh, you're talking to a person now that says, no, it's not for me. I don't have the time. I don't have the inclination or whatever the case might be. But things change down the line and they must know there's an open door. They can always come back to you. I always say, that, you know, if a person upsets you, for example, you invited him to a Zoom meeting and he didn't log in. And you go back to him the next day and, he, and say, I, I noticed that you didn't log in. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I was busy playing with the kids and, and, and stuff like that. Don't go in there and say, well, you shouldn't have been playing with the kids. You should have been on there because this is your future, et cetera. Just say, well, can we reschedule? And please don't drop me this time because uh, I'm doing it specially for you. I'm putting time aside for you. Uh, let's have a look at, at, at doing it this time. If you fight with them, they're not going to come back. And, um, yeah, so to me, it's always important to keep that, that, that channel of communication open. Most of the communication that we do with the people that we, we didn't get a result, like straight away. Uh, those are people where Marsha actually does the communication, and she's extremely good with that. Uh, she's really, really good. Uh, she's got a soft touch uh, where I'm more like the driver type where I would go like, oh, make up your mind kind of thing. Uh, where Marsha's really the one that, that she, she's, she's a nursing type, you know, she would really go in there with a, with a caring hand, etc. So we, we, we really complement each other really well when it comes uh, to that, that side of the business. Now, with, with a follow-up, I always like to go back with something positive before I bring them back to the decision-making process because of the bad memory, because they, they, they couldn't remember half of the stuff that they actually see, uh, saw. So I would go in there and say, okay, for example, I don't know whether you've noticed, but I would just like to, to bring the following to your attention. Have you noticed that you can actually achieve the following within like a year? Within a year, you could be selling on 10,000 animals additional. Did you notice that? And if you look at what you had to put into it to actually achieve that 10,000 band, it's just like, like connecting two people per month. Now, I really feel that this is, I mean, if you look at the time that you're investing versus the benefit that you're going to get out of it, did you really notice that? And you're going to pick up in your communication where the person goes like, 
where in the, in the video was that exactly, you know, it's, it's a minute, two and a half or whatever. Then, you know, hang on, they didn't really watch it carefully. Now, to continue with the, let's call it the closing process, you're wasting your time because the person doesn't really know. And then you just say, listen, I think if I can make a good suggestion, go and watch it again. Would it be okay if I then phone you again tomorrow morning if, or if I contact you again tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock? Uh, then we can chat about it. I would like a person in my business that's informed. I don't like easy meat. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is people that go halfway through the thing, he says, okay, I mean, um, easy in, easy out. I, I like people that ask questions. I appreciate questions. Uh, twofold. First of all, I know it's a thinking person. I know it's a person that really uh, into the nitty gritty and they want to know exactly how things work. Not analysis paralysis, but they, they want to know before they make a decision because I know those people will invest the time and effort. Once they've made up their mind, this thing is sound, this is good, this is really something that I can go out there and do, they will invest the time and effort. So I, 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 I like that. I appreciate that. I love questions. Secondly, I learn from the questions uh, because you, you, you pick up stuff from your prospects that actually helps you to be so much better in your business. When people start asking you questions, you need to wow, I never thought of that. And how would I actually respond if I get that question again? So, yeah, with the, with the, just coming back to the follow-up, um, something that Philip did, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant, um, it, there was always like, um, you know, you, you've, you've been communicating with a person, and let's say you're getting like third, fourth uh, message that, that changes hands or alternatively phone calls, etc. And they still no reply they i mean you can't see them but they poker face you can't read them um what he did is he put together a message where he said usually if i send information to people and they've actually perused that information and i don't get anything back from them it's usually one of two reasons reason number one they, they're not interested but they they don't want to be rude so they think they're being nice just by ignoring you or the second one is that you need more information which one of the two of you. And uh, uh, that's absolutely brilliant. And we actually, when we got it from Philip, we went out there and we said, let's try this. And it was just like amazing. Immediately, we got like responses where people say, you know what? I was so busy. I didn't have the time to watch the video, uh, but I'm going to watch it tonight. You, you can contact me tomorrow. Or uh, then, of course, you also got the people that said, no, I'm not interested. But then yeah, at least you know. And then you, you go back and you say, well, that's fine. And I appreciate that. And I'm going to respect it. But would you mind if I keep you involved? Always get their permission. And then you start feeding them. I mean, when we got the car, I think about 5,000 people in South Africa got a message from us uh, with a car, et cetera. So those are things. And, and, and it gets them curious, really. I mean, it's, um, uh, well, I, I hate mentioning Billy again, but yeah, uh, I think a lot of the, the stuff that we chatted to Billy about, uh, but Billy also made up his mind beforehand that he needed something. He didn't know what it's going to be. So we just got there at exactly the right time. So, um, yeah, timing is very important when it comes to the follow-up. Yeah, I think um, the authenticity is really important. People, I think uh, people have some inherent fear that... Um, I don't know, that the response they're going to get is one they don't want. And so what they do is they try and make up assumptions about why the prospect is not getting back to them or ignoring yeah. them or 
And what Philip does is he, um, with all the authenticity in the world, is he, he cuts through all the BS and says, what is the issue? What is the issue? Is it because you need more information or is it because you're not interested? Right? So he cuts all the assumption out in that one response. Yep. Um, yeah. And perhaps, you know, a portion of people still won't reply to him, but you'll get a lot of people that appreciate the intent and they will then be honest, yeah. right? And it removes the assumption. It removes this emotional baggage that you feel with trying to understand why people are not replying to you and all that stuff. So yeah, always be authentic. It, it helps. And be forward with intent. Um, yep. It'll just help you from an emotional point of view in the prospecting process, I think. Absolutely. If I could just jump in for a second, at the beginning of this year, I think you'll remember me saying, I actually interviewed about 20 different wealth engineers without them knowing they were being interviewed. And I went through their whole process and said, you've been with us for three months, six months, 18 months, whatever it was, two years. Why are you not where you wanted to be? And then I worked through all the things that they did in their process to sign up people and keep people and all of that. And throughout the process with every single one without fail, follow-up was what was missing at each point. So we're talking at the moment, the prospecting stage, but there's follow-up again once you've signed people up, et cetera, et cetera. But at each stage, wealth engineers were too afraid to follow up. So you've spoken, you've already given one or two examples of individuals that you talked to and then have come back later and things have changed for them. Now they're interested. And wealth engineers, I think, and naturally struggle with the personal insult, the attack on person. And I think that this is something that really needs to be chatted about by someone like you, Rulof, who understands what it's like to be personally insulted by somebody when you've offered them this business and why it's not actually a personal insult. You should not be afraid to follow up. It's where the winning happens is in the follow-up. The winning doesn't happen on the first strike, so to speak. There's only a very small percentage of win in the first strike. It's the repeated strike where you get the major wins. Don't be afraid. I'm assuming you've been personally insulted before by somebody when you've presented this business before to them. Absolutely, Brendan. They're starting to eat solids now. Uh, (laughs) 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 I mean, myself, myself, we make fun of it. You know, we're hedonists. We we love fun. We love enjoying life, et cetera. So, you know, we, we had this uh, person that we uh, approached for the business and we were walking down the sidewalk in Carlton Bowl and they come, they were actually approaching us on the same side of the street. And they looked up and they actually saw us and they crossed the street to the other side to get past us. <laughs> I mean, it was so funny. I mean, I, I wanted to do something good and, and now they're avoiding me. But the only thing that that teaches you is that they weren't really a friend. Uh, I mean... Um, my brother-in-law, he's got a brilliant way when he talks to people. He says, listen, I need to share this with you because you're my friend. I really need to, to show you because if you find out I've been in this business and I'm doing exceptionally well and you find out like six months later, you're going to be upset with me. So I want you to watch this. I really want you to digest this. And if you say no, I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to have a problem with that. But if, if we're going to remain friends. If you find out I didn't offer it to you, you're going to be upset with me and that's going to ruin the friendship. I want you to just sit down, watch this and give me your honest opinion. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, we, we, we really have fun in the business. They say they are only like really five rude people out there in the whole world. We've met about all five of them up to this point in the time. But, um, 
yeah, I'm thick-skinned. To me, uh, the important thing is I've got something that's really, really good. And the Chinese has a saying that says, if you find something of value and you don't share it with other people, uh, yeah, you, you're not doing the right thing. So to me, uh, that is the message that I want to get out there. I want to show people that there is an option. I want to show people that there is, there is hope. If they don't want it, um, you know, that, that's just sad. I don't take it personally because I know I'm a likable guy. Um, so if they've got a problem with me, uh, I just move on. I, I don't get hung up on them. So yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I almost see the, the follow-up as a, as a dance that you yeah. do. Um, chess. Yes, chess in a way, right? Your turn, my turn. I know you and Marshall have got that mantra, uh, you step, I step. Yep. Um, which kind of uh, shows people that you respect your own time, right? You're not going to chase people, so to speak. Um, but you want to keep this open-ended process where you don't want the dance to come to an end. You don't want the chess game to come to an end until you know you're in a position where, okay, I can't really go any further with this person. Um, is, there, is there a stage where you get to where you go, okay, now I ask the close-ended question? Do you get to a point where you say, okay, are you ready to join now? We ask it continuously throughout the process. Uh, so, okay. for example, let's say after six months, we do a follow-up and we send information out there. And then we ask the question because they, they've already forgotten the bulk of it. We say, would this be a good time to, to invite you to have a look at the information again? Would this be something that, that you now have the time and you have the inclination to actually get involved in? So we keep on asking the question. that We don't just send information out there and hope it's going to germinate and, and, and turn into something. You've got to keep on asking the question. You've got, because that is, remember, you always start with the end in mind. So everything that you do, why am I doing it? Because that is the result that I require at the end of the day. I want a new partnership. I want a new uh, person that I can actually help and develop. So you, know, you always start with the end in mind. So throughout the process, you will always ask, like call it the closing question, are you now ready to actually start something? Um, it, 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 it's, it's just one of the um, starting starting with the with the end in mind. A lot of the um, let's call it fear, or uh, the person says I don't really like asking those kind of questions. A lot of that you can actually address right from the from the word go uh, if you put the right things in there. So, for example, sending information or sending an invite to, to people, always prepping that you're going to be in contact. Don't just like go, okay, there's the information and they don't know what to expect. Uh, and this is something that I've learned from my mother-in-law, which I love a lot, um, because she's watching today. And so um, we, we wanted her to take out a medical aid. And uh, so we said to her, okay, phone, and they're going to ask you questions. She said, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, because she didn't know what to expect. She didn't know what kind of questions that she was going to be asked. Until we sat down and we said, okay, this is, this is basically what's going to happen. And she said, oh, well, then it's fine. But a lot of people do not know how to react to what you've actually sent them. So if you put those little steps in place in the beginning, it's going to solve a lot of problems going uh, along the lines. So if you send information out there, you say, listen, I don't know whether this is just for you, but I've, I, I find a lot of benefit in it and I really like it. Uh, so have a look at it. 
And then what I will do is I will be in contact tomorrow. If you have a problem and you can't watch it, just notify me because then we can move the date when I'm going to follow up with you. If you put that in place, they know, listen, first of all, urgency. I need to watch this. It's not open-ended. It's not uh, where I can watch it in a, a week from now or a month from now. This guy wants to talk to me. Secondly, if they have a problem and they come back, then you know, don't waste the call tomorrow because they haven't watched it yet. But then they're going to give you a time to say, okay, phone me again on Wednesday morning. So if you put those little things in place because you know what it is that you want to achieve at the end of the day, it just solves so, so, so many problems. The whole process that while you're communicating with them, and when we, when we talk to people within our team, we say to them, if you look at what it is that we do, it's a wealth creation business. Okay, we don't sell product. We're not a, a, a broker, a mini broker or anything. We help people to create personal intergenerational wealth. That is what we do. But the, the product that you're actually selling is yourself. You see, because if you have that open-ended, let's call it relationship, you can keep on promoting yourself in what it is that you stand for, what it is that you do, etc. And that, that is really where you need to come to the point. Uh, don't advocate one thing and then they go to your Facebook page and they see something totally different on the other side because then you're a, you're a goner. So if you say, this is what I stand for, love it. Uh, walk the talk. Okay, don't, don't go and do something else on the other side. So from our side, uh, we love creating a, more of a relationship before we actually enter into the partnership. Um, and we find that a lot of people, once they've signed up a person, they go like, okay, that's it. The guy's in there. This is it. You know, I'm going to send you this, etc. Off you go. Um, that is actually where the job starts. That is where the whole process starts. That either going to make you successful or not successful. Is that partnership needs to be casting concrete where they know it's so strong. You're always going to be there, even if they find you 12 o'clock at night. Uh, like yesterday morning, we had a meeting and there was a problem with the sound and the guys phoned. I was out hunting at the, at the food lovers market. So um, um, I walked into the house and Marcia said, we've got a problem. There was a problem with the, with the sound. And I said, set up a meeting. I'll be there in half an hour's time. So they must know that you are dependable. And the, the only way that you can do that is if you communicate, 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 communicate until they buy you. A lot of people will start in this business, not because they think it's the best, best business, because they haven't seen it yet uh, fully. Uh, but they will say, this guy uh, is going to be a good partner. This is a guy that I can do the job with. And yeah, I was just thinking, yeah. Rulof, myself there, I mean, how many people have you just signed up on the first point of contact? And how many people have you signed up when you've been back to them a few times and you've done exactly what you've just described, built into them relationship that they've gone, I'll partner with this guy. I mean, if you were to compare those statistics, first hit success versus follow-up success, which one's which one outweighs the other? Um, I, I think the follow-ups definitely definitely a better uh, uh, more uh, uh, results with that than first one. Uh, it's usually uh, we say first, second, uh, uh, or second or third uh, contact. That is when we actually do the deal, but it doesn't. Usually people want to go and either discuss it with somebody or run it past somebody or do their due diligence. And we encourage that. We say to them, listen, you always have an, uh, 
uh, opt out. Uh, if you don't like it, just cancel before your first debit order and it didn't cost you anything. But a lot of people uh, in this day and age still have doubts around the debit order and I don't want to sign a debit order. You can't. And I, I usually give them my personal uh, guarantee. I say to them, if you are debited not according to what you wanted, I will refund you. Because I know I can trust the company. I know this company does it absolutely 100%. So my money is safe. I say, if, if you've got a problem with the debit order, I will back it. If you, did, if you said to them, I need to pay on the 31st, and they took it on the, on, on, on the 15th of the month, I will refund you. Because I know whatever they said, that is how it's going to happen. So I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, usually yeah. On, on a follow-up. Yeah, you mentioned just the credibility. People need to know that you are dependable. And, uh, and that speaks to not just knowing that you're there for them and that you place some guarantees in place, but you said it's also knowing that you are 100% committed to the one income opportunity that you're a proponent of. And I see so many people that are involved in more than one opportunity. Right, they've got their traditional form of uh, income or employment, and then they part of this and this and this and this and this, and it creates confusion for the prospect because the prospect looks at the person and goes, "Okay, they actually belong to all these other businesses." Um, it's almost like they're trying to take a shot in the dark. It's like they're not confident about any one of them and so they've joined all of them like it's a horse race um like it's a gamble and they're hoping that one of these horses are going to win right and that just creates so much confusion in the prospect's mind and in your business's mind um and i can tell you if we look at all our biggest wealth engineers in the business there is not a single one of them that is doing some other opportunity on the side absolutely absolutely I always compare it, you know, when you when you when you travel, uh, especially in Rome, around about the, uh, around the, the Colosseum, a lot of hawkers around there, and you get these guys. They've got their their, their coat on, and the, the inside of the coat is like all all, all the, the goods are in there. So if the policeman or the carabinieri comes along, they just close the coat and they walk off. So I, I, I compare those people where they go like, okay, which one do you want? You know, I mean, take your pick. Uh, if, you've got to stand for something because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. And and to me, like hundred percent agreed with you, Rob. You you you've got to go out there with that intent. This is the best thing. You've got to, that belief system and that attitude that Donnie spoke about yesterday. It's got to show. Uh, where you say to people, "This is it. I've, I've studied it. I'm not an idiot. Uh, I've done my homework, and I promise you, there's nothing out there that can actually compare to what we did." Nothing. It's not like anything that you've already seen. Yeah, that's why you have to become an expert in this business yep. so that you are able to not just tell people it's the best business, you can tell them why it's the best business. Oh. And when they object, you're able to answer the objection with confidence. Yeah, okay. I see we've got very few questions on the live chat. I think like yesterday, everyone is enthralled by the story. And just uh, the wisdom. I see your um, wife is backing you up, Ruloff, in the chat, yeah? To, you know, handing out some of your principles <laughs> and policies, like you can run, but you can't hide. Uh, you know, those sort of uh, Fourier principles to building channels at Dewpoint. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I, I enjoyed 
but I think again, my, my hope this morning or this afternoon rather is again, that people take a very serious look again at the process of follow-up. As I said a little bit earlier, when I interviewed about 20 wealth engineers, that was the step they kept missing on. And they, you know, they, they can come and say, oh, you know, I've, been, I've tried everything. I had 20 people in my channel, but they're all gone now. I spoke to 30 people, but they vanished. And you ask them, but did you call them back? Did you meet them again? Did you check that they watched the introduction presentation? And then, of course, the answer is no. And that's just, it's like, it's like learning to swim, but without ever learning to use your arms. You only learn to swim using your feet. And then you go, no, this is exhausting. I can't go as fast and as far as everybody else. I can't keep my head above water, et cetera, et cetera. But you're not using all the tools. Follow-up is a fundamental tool of building channels and of building, as you've said, confidence, trust, and legitimacy in what you're doing. Because when you're confident enough to follow somebody up, they go, geez, there must actually be some value in this. Otherwise, he would have just hit me and, and run off. And those that hit and run, then they go, ah, oh, you see, it wasn't good enough for them to come back to me on. So there's absolutely no way I'll join them uh, in this process. The follow-up is just such a critical, critical step. And if you if you already have like a basic relationship, I, I, I always say that I would like to know why, a, a personal why I offer the person the business. And if you have that, that bit of information, then the follow-up becomes really, really simple. So if I know... Marsha wants the Mustang. She wants a five-liter V8 Mustang. Mm. And I approached Marsha and I said, well, I don't know whether this is something for you, but have a look at it because this can actually give you the Mustang. And so if I do the follow-up, I would, I would put the fun into it and say, have you already chosen your, your color? And she's going to come back and say, no, I don't think this is going to give me the Mustang or whatever the case might be. But it's easy then because it's a fun, it's a fun follow-up. It's not really uh, where you feel like stressed and oh, is this really going to work? Uh, have fun. Uh, to us, we we fun-loving people and we have fun with people. Uh, and like you said, uh, Rob, we play chess. Your move, my move. And uh, at the end of the day, it's it's not there to to do them damage. It's there to help them. So I feel good about everything that I do. I, I get in bed at night, I close both my eyes and I sleep like a baby. So I know that what I've done during the day is I've blessed people. And uh, we've got had a good friend and he always said, yeah, you walk into like a restaurant and you shout, who want to be blessed today? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, and that's our attitude. Your friend runs away. <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? He wants to bless me. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of fun to be having. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few questions, Rilof, about what medium you use um, and at what stage do you do you, do you do some, I think maybe you're now forced to do uh, some online prospecting. Yeah. Um, at what stage do you cross over to WhatsApp or WhatsApp call or telephone call or email or how do you manage all of that? Yeah, look, I, th I, th I think it's, it's also a convenience thing, uh, Rob, where a lot of people are using WhatsApp today uh, because, I mean, it's easy to send information and photos and, and images and stuff uh, this way and that way. Uh, we just find with the email is people, not a lot of people have the email on their phone. They have it on a computer, which means that if you mail something, they're only going to see it like hours later. So, yeah, I, th I think if, if, we, if we had to look at what we're doing currently, uh, I'd, I'd say about... 80% plus is done on WhatsApp. Uh, and then, of course, if, if you want to send something that's 
it's not easy to read on WhatsApp. I just find it, you know, this long, narrow messages. I just find it much better on the email where you can actually read and, and, and see properly what it's all about. But yeah, WhatsApp is definitely our, um, our vehicle of choice. Uh, when it comes to the, the communication. And I'm not really the, the person, I, I mean, that's where the Phillips and the Lynettes and those people, they're absolutely brilliant when it comes to the whole use of the digital uh, stuff. Um, to me, it was a, a very steep learning curve. And I just realized I've got to do it. Uh, if I don't do it, I'm going to become a dinosaur. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to become extinct. So, yeah, uh, I think about three weeks of the lockdown we spent on doing our own homework, studying, trying to use little things and then got that message to the team to say, guys, we're not 100% sure. Uh, I think we're there like 90%, but let's work together. Let's get this thing off the ground. And then we had the feedback and the synergy between us and the team uh, where they would come back like Peter Cooper say, listen, I tried this and it really worked well and I got a good response on this. So, yeah, but it's um, um, the bulk of it is on WhatsApp. Mm. Um, and then in terms of managing your time, uh, how many, because if the follow-up can be fairly open-ended, uh, how many people are you dealing with with regards to following up at any one time? Yeah, the, the beauty of that is, Rob, is that you, you, you create groups. So you've, you've got a little group where you communicate with, with 200 people at the same time. So it's, it's basically a message that goes out there and 200 people see it at the same time. So when they when they go into like the third level of communication where you really think they, they're not gonna do anything, we don't take them off a list unless they threaten us with death or bodily harm. <laughs> don't take them off a list. If they come back and they say, if you send me another message, I'm gonna strangle you, you go like, okay, I think this is a, this is like D-Day. You can take them off. But for the rest so of are those Are those literally uh, WhatsApp groups or are you saying you've grouped contacts together and you're sending them personal messages? Personal messages, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what kind of information are you sending people? Do you have a process with regards to your follow-up? Like this is the information I send them at the beginning and this is the second contact and the third contact. Does that evolve? Does your information evolve with the number of contacts? Yeah, absolutely. And in, in, in the beginning, you want to get into the nitty-gritty uh, because you, you want to feed them with information that they might have missed when they saw the, the, the when they had first contact. Uh, but as they, they move into the month later or the two months or the six months later, you, you, the tone is different. You want to create excitement again. Uh, you, you want to get their curiosity going again. So there you're not going to get into like technical things. You're going to just say to them, look at what happened. This is a retired couple from Vienigen. They got their free car, paid for by the company, registered in their name, parked in their garage. Is there something that, you know, that you would consider? So there it's, it's more like trying to bite out there again, basically coming back to the process where you approach them like the first time around saying, have a look at this, or would you be prepared, or would you be inclined to look at this again? So, yeah, it's, it, it, and, and really, I mean, uh, I think Billy is our, our longest-term project. <laughs> four, four years, we actually went down to the Cape, and we invited him for coffee, and et cetera, but at that point, <coughs> he just wasn't right. He wasn't right, and I think Billy will admit that he just wasn't ready for the business, but we kept on chipping away, 
And yeah, it's great to have him in the team. It's absolutely worthwhile. Yeah, and I guess there's certainly an art that you develop in terms of listening yeah. Yeah. to what that prospect is saying to you. You can, as much as you can have a process, a codified kind of method to, okay, we send this, this, and this. At the same time, you have to be listening to what that prospect is telling you. Like you said, you need to understand what their need is, what makes them excited. That's a very Absolutely. important part of the process, right? And that kind of Absolutely. makes it unique for every prospect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, when, when, when they go like six months down the line and depending on, on the type of relationship that you've established with them, you know, listen, I can go back full blown again. I can really approach them now and, and offer them a second opportunity. Uh, but for, for the bulk of them, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of sketchy um, and the circumstances keep on changing. But you don't want to lose them. You don't want to take them off the list completely. So we, you keep them there, uh, keep them lukewarm, uh, keep the channel open, and keep on communicating with them. If, if, if I find out something, and, and I would like to invite them as a Facebook friend, because there they, they really let go with the secrets and the stuff, you know, this, this happened <laughs> in my life. And I go, oh, that's the one, that's the thing that I've been waiting for. So, yeah, that's all part of the building of the relationship. But if you know, and I agree with you a lot, at least, I think the biggest problem is that people are so intent on the outcome uh, that they don't really listen to what the person is saying. Um, and we've had it so many times. We, we, I mean, we get a message that's forwarded to us, and the person said, this is what my prospect said. How should I reply? And, and we look at it, and it's like a foreign language. We can't even understand what the person's saying. And we say, well, if you read between the lines, he's not interested. <laughs> run don't look back <laughs> yeah. yeah you've got to uh we've said this a number of times you you need to be quite intent about who you want in your business yeah. absolutely these are typically people you're going to be spending a lot of time with you're yeah, going to absolutely. be investing time in them yeah. um yeah so choose wisely um and then i think uh you touched on um making individuals uh friends of yours on Facebook, yeah. you know, that's such a wonderful passive way to follow up with people because you're yeah. not sending them direct messages, but what they're doing is they're able to have a view into your life, Absolutely. right? And if you can get them to even just follow the Dewpoint Facebook page, again, they get to have this peek in to really what you're selling, what you're a proponent of without them feeling any pressure to make a decision. So that's probably a really good step in the process to get them to, you know, why don't you just follow the Dewpoint page or uh, send them a, a, a friend request. And then you've got to know at the same time that your Facebook page that they're befriending better walk the talk. It better Absolutely. be Absolutely. squeaky clean and uh, be very credible. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like I said, you, you, you are basically the product that you're selling to, to the prospective new uh, wealth engineer. They must yeah. trust you. They must know that they can they can join in, in a partnership. Um, in terms of managing, sorry, sorry, go sorry. Um, you mentioned the um, rule of something that I've just been sitting in the back of my, my mind, and it's kind of the time process. And even for especially for brand new wealth engineers, there is this misconception naturally, given the circumstances that we find ourselves in, but also all the things that have been promised us in the past, that they can get in. And they'll feel success almost immediately. 
But as we discuss your process of multiple touch points on individuals before you get to the close with that individual, it means that there's a lead time to the success that you're going to feel. And as you were talking, I was thinking of what Donnie's told me over the years. He says, and this might frighten some people, and I know it's not the same for you. He says eight follow-ups before each close. So that's his plan. He does it eight times. Now you'll go, oh, but then that'll take forever. And I'll say, well, yeah, except he's one of the, well, he is the highest earning rank nine at two point. So it seems to have worked for him. But what he understands is this timeline, this lead time that's required to create wealth. And so he's signing people this month that he spoke to about two point three months ago. And next month, he'll be signing people next month that he spoke to in February and then in March and then in April. So he's built this pipeline of individuals that he's coming back on. So he's talking to new people in the current month, but signing people up from prior months that he's been talking to and working on and connecting. And because he's done it for so long now at point, every month there's this pipeline of people that are coming into his channel. But what he's fully done and what I hope that we can get the message to our wealth engineers is, is he's fully conceptualized this process of one of the ingredients to success is this time. Put the time in and you get the success. If you don't put the time in, you get immediate failure. Oh, nobody wants to sign up. You know, what do I tell them when they say, oh, they, they're only focused on the cost of the product. They're not focused on returns. You know, the, what you're getting stuck then in the, it's all going to happen for me now. Instead of saying, I need to build this. And then it starts happening uh, for you. And I think in some senses, Rulof, you know, you, you've been around with us for four years now. You've received your car now in your fourth year, but you've watched two other rank 11s receive their cars before you. Did you watch them and go, I quit. That's it. I give up. It's done. I can't take it anymore. Oh, look, it, it, I never got to that stage. But boy, the, every time you asked me or somebody asked me, when are you getting your car? I said to myself, <laughs> we need to do this thing and we need to do it now. Else I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, look. I, I rejoiced in, in 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 what they've achieved. It's uh, and I think uh, they were absolutely worthy. Um, but yet at the same time, I mean, uh, I think I'm thinking back about 12 months. You you might have the stats there. We were that close to the car. Uh, I think we needed something like 13 products, and we missed it. And then we dropped down. Uh, like a normal thing uh, because we paid attention to other stuff we didn't pay attention to our viewpoint business and yeah and then we came back and i think the the biggest uh, change came towards the end of last year um when i say the end from around about october we, we just sat down and we said listen uh we're in this business and we know it's the best thing and we know this is our future uh, and we need to make really really difficult decisions and we did that and we are we we started moving the stuff around uh, the furniture and we said okay now we've got the time to actually invest and um, i think if you recall brendan we said we we're going to qualify for a car at the end of february uh, which we did at the end of january and that just shows you when you apply yourself immediately you're going to see the difference in your business immediately you you see the growth and you see all the positive stuff but the important thing uh, just a tip for all the the, the wealth engineers out there, especially the new ones, is enjoy, enjoy the journey. Focus on the journey, but focus on the enjoyment that you that you get from the business while you're busy building. Uh, because then the rest will come. If you if you do that and you have fun on a daily basis, you nobody forces you to do it. You get up in the morning and you can't wait to talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, 
And if you get that kind of enjoyment from the business, the results will come. And the results will be that, like the cherry on top of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of pointed questions from our audience. Um, what do you do when you realize that the person you're prospecting is actually trying to prospect you? Yeah, well, we, we always say to people, show me yours and I'll show you mine. Because we know we've got a better one. <laughs> 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 and, and, and that's also a way for us to actually stay on top of what is out there and, and how it's not working, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we know all the compensation models, the binaries and all the stuff that, that's not working. So yeah, we, we appreciate that. And we say to them, and you know, the, the, the funny thing is, the, one of the key questions is, uh, who's the head of your business? Who's, who's the guy that actually owns the business? And then you, then you realize that they don't even know who owns the business, but yet they're so fired up about this and they don't even know where this guy is, if there's somebody at the top. Um, and it, it's, it's just amazing how little people know about something and yet they are prepared to commit to it. Um, where, to me, I'm one of those people, I want to know everything. Uh, <laughs> I've already shared it with you, Rob, when, when uh, we attended the launch and you said that your wife got this uh, award as top labor litigator in the world. Uh, mm. And she received the award in, in, in New York City. I even Googled that. And Marsha said, why? Why do you want to know that? That's got nothing to do with the business. I said, if they can lie about small things, they can lie about big things. <laughs> <laughs> the absolutely, the, the absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the problem is? People don't like how honest Rob and I are. They don't like it. It's such an unusual thing. Think about the 110 years we've been a country. How many times have we been lied to as citizens? I think we have been so used to it that when somebody tells (laughs) you the truth, oh, I don't know, it feels feels ugly. Don't don't tell me the truth. And, of course, Rob and I, we lay it on. We just lay it on. Here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So you're absolutely right, Rulof. If we are going to form trust with you guys, can't afford to tell you even small lies. I think that's an excellent point, Rulof. Excellent. Yeah, Yeah. Donnie always says, uh, what... Honesty is not the best policy, it's the only policy. Only policy, absolutely. Always, always. I can't, yeah. Ima- yeah, I can't imagine ever dealing with anyone who's dishonest. Um, another question is, how do you reply to people that kind of give you that, uh, that close-ended question where they say to you, I will get back to you. I will think about it and let you know. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, if, if they say, I'll get back to you, and I say to them, okay, I, I want to make sure that I'm available when you do get back to me. Can you give me a time, a date and time? And if they go, no, I'll, I'll get back to you, they go into like the C list. C list. I, 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 I don't bother with them. I mean, I can't change their mind. I can't make them do things and, or come back to me when it suits me. So I just go like, okay, that's fine. That's great stuff. You're happy that I keep in contact with you? C list. Yeah, so that's an important point. You you ask them permission. You say, well, can I at least keep in contact with you? Yeah, yeah. always ask for permission. Yes. Well, as we close up here today, ladies and gentlemen, last few minutes, I can see uh, you know a, a bunch of questions coming through that are kind of the standard questions. We've been running these live Q and A sessions now for a couple of weeks, um, and and you know some of your names I've seen um, throughout these couple of weeks, and some of you I can see keep asking the same question. And so I want to just give you a bit of a reality check because we've spoken about truth. So let's lay the truth on again. We are looking for 5% of people. 
The other 95% of people are going to let you down in one way or another. We know from the universal constant of network marketing mathematics that 35% of people will say yes and will take a product and pay for it. Okay. That's one in three. So you need to know, particularly online, that the vast majority of people you're going to talk to are going to say no, going to say they've got something better, going to be irritated with you for following up. That's just normal. Of the 35 that are going to join you, the 35% that are going to join you, 5% are going to build with you. 5%. So when you understand those numbers, it allows you to have perspective. What we've discussed in the last three sessions, and today with Brewer particularly, is understanding that the process of finding the 5% is a process of follow-up, of sifting, and of time. It's not just a, I've sent things to 100 people, why haven't I got 100 yeses? You're not going to get 100 yeses. You might be lucky if you get 30. And of the 30, you're going to find five guys who are ready to get out there and really do this business. Now, that's not because there's anything wrong with Dewpoint. In fact, Dewpoint is hands down the best system in the country, arguably in the world today. That, I say, is a factual statement. We really have gone to town to make sure we are the best. So it's got nothing to do with our system. What it's got to do with is human nature. And human nature is laziness. It's laziness. And there's a piece of truth people hate hearing. But 99.5% of people are generally too lazy to do what's required to succeed in life. That's why only half a percent of people succeed. But we know that in our model, 5% of people succeed. So you are looking for that 5%. Rob did a great dev seminar last year about mining the gold. If you're going to mine the gold, it's tons and tons of rubbish to find a few grams of gold that'll make you a millionaire. And that's what we're looking for. And Ruloff has done it. And Donnie has done it. And Lynette's done it. They have mined the ore until they found the gold. Until they found the gold. In fact, Ruloff, you were saying to me before we started that Donnie van Weyck, our, our highest earning rank nine, was a follower. Was he not? Do you remember? Give us that story in two minutes. The story uh, of Donnie. It was in a previous network where we, uh, we actually worked for the same company, a life insurance company. And um, so I left. And Donnie stayed there and I was introduced to a business and I said to Marsha, I know a person that's really, really going to take this thing and run with it. So I approached Donnie and uh, in those days, we didn't even have like DVDs and stuff like that. We still functioned with Betamax and VHS and et cetera. So uh, I said to him, Donnie, uh, I've got a business that I want to share with you and I'm going to drop off uh, a video and I want you to watch it. And... Um, so I phoned him the next day. I said to him, listen, I'll, be, I'll get in touch the next day. So I phoned him and I said, Donnie, did you watch it? And he said, yes, uh, but it's really not for me. And I said, well, in that case, Donnie, please just leave the video at the, um, at the reception and I'll come and pick it up. And what happened in the meantime is he put the video upright on his desk, uh, like on, on the narrow side at the bottom. And uh, two guys walked past and it was in December. Uh, so they, they weren't really productive. And they looked at the video and they said to Donnie, what's this all about? He said, Man, it's a way to make money. They said, can we go and watch it in the boardroom? Donnie, he was office manager. He said, yes, go and watch it. So they took it into the boardroom, came out, and they said, Donnie, how do we sign up? And he phoned me. He said, listen, Rulof, you know, I watched that video, but I didn't fully understand what was going on there. But actually, when we met up that night, he said, I fell asleep. I put it in the video. A, a, a recorder and I actually fell asleep. I didn't watch. So, yeah, that was um, um, that's Donnie. 
That's right. And now he's a rank nine in your channel. Absolutely. You know, that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. This is the beauty of following. And we're lifelong friends. And we're lifelong friends. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine prospecting with Betamax and VHS tapes and delivering them and yeah. picking them up? And we are spoiled. Absolutely. We are spoiled. I don't want to hear anyone complaining about how to download videos or how to do this or how to do that. Didn't even have cell phones at that time. Yeah. No WhatsApp. <laughs> no WhatsApp. And yet follow up was still there. And still follow there, up still was still there. today. Untested principle. Yeah. Rulof, thank you very much for today. Just a wealth of advice there, a wealth of tips. I just, you know, talk about giving away the trade secrets there. You got them, ladies and gentlemen. I think yesterday and today have just been insane for the value of what has been supplied um, to wealth engineers around the country. Guys, it's now about how badly you want it. That's yeah. all it is. How badly do you want it? If you want it badly enough, you will do the work. You will mine the tons, dig the acres, and you will be rewarded. It is so different from a normal career where you cannot control the outcome. You cannot control your reward. Yeah, you know what you're going to get. You're not in competition with anybody else, just yourself. So get out there and do the work. We've got a long weekend coming up now. Saturday morning, we'll have some more messages out. Keep your eyes on Facebook and Instagram as we continue to produce material for you on there. And then we will see you again next week in the month of May. That's right. We are now in May, our last month of autumn and really just eight weeks left of the first half of 2020. Um, we actually all kind of want 2020 to be over, but we do want it to be over, but we also want it to have been a year of prosperity. So guys, have a flat out weekend. Keep telling people about you. Point. Be shamelessly confident about it. Be shamelessly confident. There is nothing that's going to save us in South Africa today outside of two point. I am hopelessly convinced of that. As I read the papers and see what the economists have to say, there is nothing outside of Dewpoint that will save us. And while we say 5% will build and only 35% will join, I think by the time we're done, there will be millions of South Africans that are part of Dewpoint. How many of those millions are going to be in your channel? How many? Guys, have a fantastic weekend. Rule of thank you again so much. Go and read through the comments. See how you've made our channel explode again today. It's fantastic. And we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Thank you.